I'd like to welcome to the show Kim Pitcher and Myron Bauer. Welcome, Kim and Myron. Thank you very much. Thank, we, you. Thank you for having us. Uh, we appreciate it. So it's kind of cool just being right, right in front of the office. You know, office, that just brings back some memories from school. You know, it's, if you got sent to the office, it wasn't a good thing, you know, but now we're right out. In, between the office and the chapel, it's kind of cool right here at the intersection of everything here at Shanley Sullivan High School. And speaking of the intersection of a few things, you two have this ministry going to prison. You know, I, I, I've been... I haven't been to prison as an inmate, but I've been there a few times, like to do to mass, to do mass, and you know, play music for mass, I should say, and visit. But I've never really extensively been there. So tell us how you got into prison ministry. To start with, um, it's not something I really seeked to find a way to to minister in mm-hmm. prison with with anyone. It it was it kind of fell in my lap. I uh, I was part of a Bible study. Uh, with a fine group of of uh, Catholic parishioners from St. Joseph's Church. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the uh, couples there was, was Deacon Courtney Abel and his wife Bernie. And he knew that I had interest and, and uh, I had gotten to read uh, the O.N.D. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, when it came out. And uh, they talked about their jail ministry all over the Kirkston Diocese. And with that, we started conversations, and and before I knew it, he was involved in Clay County Jail Ministry by himself, and he invited me to think about it and to join him, and the next thing I know, I was filling out a grant, uh, which was processed by Christian Diocese to be sent uh, to Leola University, and I, I was awarded a grant to go to uh, to spend a week there and on restorative justice and from there on you know I, I didn't even know that I would like doing this mm-hmm. but I had had kind of put my foot in the water and, and had no other options once I went to Chicago mm-hmm. and and got somewhat educated but uh, well, I think that's, that's kind of my story. I think it's an amazing story, Myron, because you look at that. Look at all the things that God puts in place. First of all, you said you weren't looking for that. You were just you were going to Bible study or open whatever God wanted you to do. And he brought you along the way, opened the doors and did all this stuff. And, you, and there's actually a Shanley connection to that uh, going to Loyola University, isn't there, for you? Oh, well, yes. Uh, the first night at um, the meet and greet, we had Father, uh, not a father, but he was Dean of Admissions. His uh, 1987 graduate of Shanley High School, his name is Brian Schmizek. And now uh, I, I did a little research on him, and he's now the Provost of Dean of Facilities at St. Mary's University in Minnesota. And the first night, um, he knew there were some guests from North Dakota, and then I had an NDSU um, wind jacket on, and he saw that, and and uh, he, we struck up a conversation right away. But what a coincidence. Uh, a graduate of Shanley High School in 1987, Brian Schmisek, if I pronounce the name correctly, but uh, uh, very important, prestigious position with um, St. Mary's University in Minnesota, okay. Winona. Winona, you betcha, betcha. Been there many times when I was coaching volleyball. It was part of our conference. That's a yes. great story. Kim, what about you? How did you get involved, in, and what, what's this ministry mean to you? Oh, boy. Well, um, we only have like 15 minutes. So. Oh, oh, no, I was just going to say, Myron's looking at me and saying, oh, wow, that's a spiritually loaded question. She's going to be talking until the program's done. No, honestly, for me, the way it started out, I've been a nurse for several years. Mm-hmm. Um, I would see prisoners being brought into okay. our floor. Mm-hmm. I also saw that most people 
we're not real like, hey, I can take that patient, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think I've always had a deep passion for people that feel excluded from society. Mm-hmm. So what happened with me, and it's kind of fell in my lap also, just like mm-hmm. Myron, but it is something that I always wanted to do. But um, we had a book study. It started in June, mm-hmm. and it was ran through the St. Joseph Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. There was 10 women in my book study, and the first book we read was called Barking to the Choir, mm. written by Father Greg um, uh, Boyle. And it was... It was so intense, and it was so good. And Father Boyle, what he does is he is in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. He has called Homeboys is what it's called, and it's one of the largest um, ministries for gang members in Los Angeles. And so through the book, what he does is he wants us all to know how starting this ministry and going into these jails and how it taught him both faith, compassion, and just total radical kinship. So then as we were sitting there, I'm looking at the other ladies and I said, man, I go, I, I would want to do that so much. Mm-hmm. I said, this is something I would love to do. I wish I knew the resources to just get involved and start going into the jails here. Mm-hmm. And that led me to Myron. Mm-hmm. And I started going into the jails, and then in 48 hours, less than 48 hours, somebody dropped out of the Loyola um, in Chicago for the program. And in 48 hours, Rethel from uh, Crookston Diocese and Mm -hmm. um, Sean and Myron, we all just like got together, and I went to Loyola also. Wow, what a great experience. Again, some more many God incidences as well, Oh, there were so many. It was divine (laughs) intervention all the way. I, I went in October of 2018, and Kim went in October of 2019. Okay, okay, very good. So this going out two by two to the to the prison, uh, you know, obviously very biblical to come out that way. Talk a little bit about going in a, a, as as a pair and, and, and ministering together like that. Uh, um, I guess I'll start, but it's it's a little intimidating because you're behind five solid locked doors, and mm-hmm. and um, there's always anxiety going in, but. I just keep in mind that I get I got God on my side, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not intimidated at, at all once I'm inside and and we're at the table, tables with the women and we meet with groups of them and we start out with one or two and I, I remember the very first two Kayla and Lena, and and I was with Deacon Courtney, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we kept inviting them to bring more invite you. Invite your other cellmates who are in your pod. Come and see. (laughs) Come and see. And uh, the next thing we knew, uh, we were getting up to seven and eight. And then uh, Deacon Courtney got ill. He had a hip replacement and ended up having um, some infections in his knee and Mm. prolonged stay. And before I knew it, I was was doing it on my own. And I realized that I needed help. Mm -hmm. And I reached out and Sean Erickson. Oh, I know uh, Sean, sure. Volunteered mm-hmm. to help me, and, and I kind of looked at her, and I said, don't you have enough on your plate? And she <laughs> said, yes, I do, but I will help. And then she kind of put the word out, and Julia Hardemeyer also put the word out that we need help. And next thing we knew, we get Kim. And now we recently have signed on uh, Sister Julie Karen. Oh, I know Sister then, Julie, too. And then Marty. Johnson, uh, a prisoner who moved away for about four years and now has come back. And, and I asked her, and I, I'm pretty proud of our team of support, but we usually just go in two at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's great. That's great. So it, it's probably pretty amazing. By the way, we're talking with Kim Pitcher here and Myron Bauer about the prison ministry. Um, Kim, 
talk a little bit about the faith that you see in these women and how you see it evolve and grow as well. I think um, when I see ones that either come in two times or have been there for a long time, mm-hmm. I, I, I see them coming in with their books, excitement in their mm-hmm. face, peace in their heart, and then I do a lot of, uh, for the last 20 minutes I play guitar and we do a lot of praise and glory music, mm-hmm. I see tears, mm-hmm. I see transparency, mm-hmm. I see them asking more and more questions, but also what I see that is so absolutely beautiful is that when you can see the Holy Spirit working, these girls are around each other all the time, just picture it, always seeing each other constantly. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a little agitated, a little snippy. Mm. I mean, you know, women are women. But it's how they treat each other. Mm-hmm. I see the kindness between all of them. And it's just like such an overpowering love um, mm. that it, I, I can't explain how it feels when you're in this tiny little room. Sure. And you feel so much power from the Holy Spirit. And you feel this love that you would never think that you would feel. Like here you are in a jail behind locked doors and there's a definite care for each other, but also for myself. I think for myself, what I've learned is it sustains my faith Mm -hmm. and my strength in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Not only because a lot of us can say, you know, love your brother or love your neighbor more than yourself. Well, when you're going in there, you are loving them more than yourself Mm -hmm. because it is so important for me to see that when they move forward, that they're going to try to get to the best end and strive for holiness. And I mean, when Myron and I are in there, it's all about those girls and wanting the very best for them. And that's what our father wants, is he wants us to put people before ourselves and bring him or bring the girls to Christ. And I mean, this you can't get anything more powerful than that. It's, it's a beautiful ministry, and I, pe- I, just, I hope people after hearing this will realize that. So true to talk with Kim Pitcher and Myron Bauer here about the minister. Go ahead, Myron. And the other thing to keep in mind, we certainly didn't start this. Mm-hmm. It, it's going on all throughout the diocese, and it's, I'm sure it's going on in Fargo Diocese. I know it's going on in Cass County Jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, different types of ministry. but This is the Catholic ministry that this, we brought yes, in. Yes, and uh, it's, it's exciting to be a part of this, but there are plenty of people in front of us that have laid the groundwork, and we're just kind of following behind the path of Jesus. Well, that's great, and using your unique gifts as as Christ puts you, you know, God puts you in this place to do that, you know. I think that's great, and you know, you, you talk a little bit, Kim, about the idea of those, these, these women are with each other all the time, and one thing I think we don't think about is, in a sense, they are a family, right, in a way, you know, because they're all going through the same shared experience. Obviously, some different backgrounds, some probably more serious and less serious charges, but at the same time, they're still in this place together and to see them unified by Christ, by the Holy Spirit, you know, and see that must really be very, very edifying. They also have their own court experiences where they're counseling each other and they're not always have the privilege of talking to their lawyer about certain situations, but they will counsel each other on you know, their children and, and what to expect. And if, if the courts are trying to take their custody away from them for children and, and how crippling that is to us to hear that, that their daughter or son is celebrating his first birthday mm-hmm. and they're in Clay County Jail and don't get to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's traumatic. 
Yeah, I, I can see that that would be very, very difficult. A lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think when you have an addiction and you're held by bondage of mm-hmm. an addiction, um, for me, I really, really stress to them about there is a deceiver. Mm-hmm. He's much stronger than us. Mm-hmm. He um, can use a lot of really uh, ways to, to bring you in to back into your addiction. So I said, I always want them, and I always stress for them, to be aware of spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. to know that once they get out on the outside, because right now they're inside jail, and I call it God's hotel, because mm-hmm. God rescued them and brought them into this place to reflect, mm-hmm. to realize, oh my gosh, this is reality. What have I been doing with my life? Mm-hmm. And to me then, I always want them to have different types of spiritual warfare so they always feel that they can have something to go against the opponent that wants to drag them down again. Mm -hmm. Because I said, God will never leave you, even when you're in the bottom of the pit. His hand's down there trying to grab you, but you have free will. And, And when that other side looks a little bit shinier and brighter, sometimes you have to use spiritual warfare and or always use spiritual warfare and the path might seem harder, but the end result's going to be beautiful. And they get excited about it. Mm-hmm. And then just showing them different types, because a lot of people just don't even think of spiritual warfare. So even using the Our Father, you know, um, I've taught them how to use that as spiritual warfare. It's just, it's amazing, and they're excited about it. Yeah, that is wonderful. We'll talk with Kim Pitcher and Myron, excuse me, Bauer, about their prison ministry. Uh, up next, we'll continue our conversation with them, and then later on, We'll be talking with Father William Slattery on, you got it, you got it. He'll be right here at, at, at Shanley High School. We're, we're broadcasting from Shanley right here. My name is Tim Moser, and we'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Real Presence Radio is seeking an enthusiastic and organized individual to plan and produce Real Presence Live, which airs weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. A qualified candidate should demonstrate excellent self-management and time management skills and have strong interpersonal planning and technological skills. Tasks will include scheduling daily guests, writing talking points, running an audio board, and managing promos and podcasts. If interested, please contact me, Brandon Clark, Programming Director, at 877-795-0122. Hello, my name is Mitchell Lahneman. I'm a junior at Mount Marty College, and I'm originally from Adrian, Minnesota. I chose Mount Marty because when I first visited Mount Marty College my freshman year, I could feel the sense of community and the relationships I built with the professors I met and the coaches I met the very first time on campus was really impactful to me. Mount Marty offers lots of opportunities such as leadership positions and different clubs and activities to participate in. Mount Marty College, experience the momentum. 
You can join Father Tom Loomis and St. James Coffee on a life-changing travel experience on a tour to Poland where you will encounter Christ and His Church and learn from history, the life of Pope John Paul, the faith of the Polish people, and more August 22nd through the 31st, 2020. Participation in this tour provides financial support for St. James Coffee. You can stop by the coffee shop in Rochester to pick up a brochure or Ed Ventures can be reached at 800-658-7128. Bobby and Erica Kubis invites you to J.B. Angus's annual bull sale Wednesday, January 29th at 1 p.m. Mountain Time at Stockman's Livestock in Dickinson, North Dakota. The sale includes 40 select yearlings and two-year-old bulls. Sires represented are PA Payweight 668, PA Fortitude 5104, ICC Pay Raise 4886, and Musgrave Mediator 575. For more information, you can contact Bobby at 701-590-9814 or online at jbangus.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone. This is Tim Moser, host today, coming at you live from Shanley Sullivan High School in South Fargo. We have Kim Pitcher and Myron Bauer here talking about their prison ministry. Boy, you know, it's, it's it's talk about, you know, Kim, we were talking in the break about Pope Francis, and he's talked so much about going out to the margins, you know, the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, and, and he has something else to say about this, too, that really struck you. Well, when Pope Francis um, went to Philadelphia, and that was in 2015, and one of the places he visited was Koran from Hold Correctional Facility, and I think what really, really, really um, just had such an impact on my mind is what he said. The Lord goes in search of us. To all of us, he stretches out a helping hand. The Lord tells this clearly with a sign. He washes our feet so we can come back to the table from which he wishes no one to be excluded. The table which is spread for all and to which all of us are invited. So what I have to say to that and all the listeners, if you want to advance your spiritual life, then we have to be constant missionaries and do acts of um, works of corporal mercy. Mm-hmm. And to me, this says it all. Mm-hmm. Because I have always, and Myron knows that, I've always told the girls, um, you have to know that God loves you so much. He doesn't love me anymore. He doesn't love Myron anymore. He made us all in his same image. He loves you just as much. And all you have to do is invite him into your heart. Because... He's not the type of, our God is not somebody that says, you're going to do this. He gives us free will. And he says, just let me come in. And and it might be a little difficult for a while because you're going to have to do things the right way. But you're going to have the best end in the world, and that's the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's what we're all striving for. What are, what are some of your thoughts as you sit back and reflect, you know, going over uh, Bible studies with them and in certain parts of Scripture and, and just hearing about their experiences? What, what strikes you as, as coming out of, of, of these women? Well, first off, I think we all need to pray for everybody that's incarcerated, even, even the men. And uh, we need to pray for their children, their spouses, uh, their parents, their families and friends. And uh, even the correctional officers that are in jail, it's important to to empathize with them and, and how they have to coexist 
with the incarcerated and uh, even the lawmakers and judges who determine their sentences. Uh, the second thing is, is being accepting of those incarcerated prisoners and, and once they get out to try to help them in some form or fashion. And then uh, the third thing, and, and I said it just a minute ago, but uh, is to pray for the children of all the incarcerated because a lot of these young women have very young children and it's it's extremely difficult for them and I would think you know while they're in jail once they get out is when things are really going to start to get tough mm -hmm. for them and uh, they got to be accepted back into si to society but you know one thing we do is we first get in at First thing I did was I extended it out to 90 minutes, and mm -hmm. just 60 minutes just didn't seem long enough. And once we got going to 90 minutes, we, we go around, around the table, we introduce each other to each other, and uh, I, I write down each one of their names so we can call them by name if, so I don't forget their names. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we talk about a little bit about current events, uh, you know, a little bit of small talk, and then we get into... Um, I was doing the daily gospel readings and uh, three-minute reflections. I would bring in copies of Leola University, three-minute reflection, and then we'd go over that. And Kim has, has re you know, she is more educated in the Bible than I am. And I, I, I need to admit, most of the, the incarcerated, when you look at their Bibles, uh, the pages are folded. Well-worn, uh, yeah. And there's highlighted sections of it, and... And mine's pretty much uh, looking pretty, looking pretty, pretty new. new yet. <laughs> pretty new yet. But yeah, I guess all, all four or five of us now that are starting to do this, we go in two at a time. Mm -hmm. We try to. But I think we all have different strengths. And uh, I, I'm really happy. And you saw the energy that Kim, mm -hmm. Kim just, just has displayed. But uh, she's been a great asset to this, and uh, thanks, Myron. Just to try to get through the weekend, uh, and I shouldn't admit this, but she's even got me singing a little too. Whoa! Look at that. See? Man. Oh, you should hear him. He's the tap in his foot, and even Sister Julie. Okay. Um, last uh, Wednesday, it was so much fun. We we did the you know for twenty minutes we do praise and right. praise and glory songs and. Sister Julie were singing Awesome God, and Sister Julie's going like this. <laughs> whoop, whoop. And then there was a new girl that just was incarcerated, and she was pretty tear-filled. And just to see her start smiling, and she goes, are you really a nun? You know, and she just couldn't believe that this nun was here and, and sharing time and was so reverent with them. And, you know, I mean, it was just so unbelievable. And then looking down, you know, and not bringing attention, but I told Myron and Sister Julie, I see a rosary. Mm -hmm. And uh, St. Joseph's brought up 50 rosaries, and oh. one of the girls had the rosary. Because I've stressed a lot about Our, our Lady, and um, I, I, I go back to the basis of uh, the kerygma. I try to explain them about creation, and, and I do it through gospel readings. But, you know, we, as we get to be adults, and, and we start moving on, and our lives get crazy and chaotic, and then you add crime and addictions to that, you start to forget and like one of the girls said to me one time, I said, um, you know, how is your prayer life? She goes, I don't pray because God doesn't give me anything I want. Mm -hmm. And I looked at her and I said, can I tell you something? I said, our God isn't a God that we manipulate. Our God is a God that when you pray, it's not to change his mind. 
It's going to change you. And I said, and even if you feel like nothing's happening, it is happening. Mm-hmm. I promise you, because that's how much God loves you. And then she started crying, but it's okay. Those are tears that you have to see. It's, it's tears of, of, of humility, of past that they've been down, that it's not working for them. Mm-hmm. So they're coming to us and saying, okay, mm-hmm. well, how, what can work? Exactly. And I never say it's going to be any easier. It's going to be hard, but they're going to get rid of all the chaos and the addiction and all of the, you know, the fighting that's going on internally within themselves. And they're going to, I tell them, you will find a peace even in the worst of times where, just like he, Jesus said to Peter, no one will take your joy away. Yeah, exactly. Seems to me two big things, the humility you talked about and then turning that over to trust in God. Just like Mary did, just like Jesus did, right? Not my will, but yours be done. Yes. Hard for all of us. Well, Kim Pitcher and Myron Bauer, thank you so much for being with us and thank you for your great prison ministry. We appreciate it.